Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, uh, the podcast that is seemingly having a permanent fourth host this week. There's someone who's like making the voice heard very much, but we're, we're happy, we're happy, she's growing. And my name is Tosin, I am the host, and I am based up in the Midlands in the UK. And joining me from the Isle of Wight, is it the Isle of Wight? Or, no, you're probably no, in mean, Bournemouth. I'm still in Bournemouth. Still you're still in Bournemouth. 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 Based on the yeah. films you've seen this week, I know that you must be in Bournemouth. Yes. It's Sean, Sean Harris. <laughs> Hello. And joining me from London, our London correspondent, after a couple of weeks absence, is Holly Neslane. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. All right, cool. So this week, we this is the week in which, like, you know, we've just had a little bit of a picture quiz. If you've watched any of these things online, if you watch any of the snippets of the individual reviews that we post on YouTube or on Facebook, you notice that Sean has had his picture, his usual picture behind him. We've had a bit of a picture quiz. Um, about what Sean has uh, about the film that Sean brought up this week, and that that related to the big release this week, which is Top Gun Maverick. And depending on where you live in the country, it might be the only new release this week, like where I live. <laughs> so that's what I've seen. What have you guys seen in the cinema this week? Okay, well I've 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 seen Benediction. Yep. And I've seen The Road Dance. The road dance. Now, I see. Now, this is a friend of mine who knows that I'm into film. Actually, sent me a message saying, "Oh, what film should I go see? Should I go see this or should I go see the road dance?" And I was like, "What?" I was like, "What is the road dance? I haven't even heard of that. I didn't even know that was in cinemas. <laughs> I, I, never, I haven't heard. I haven't seen previews. Haven't heard anything. I know nothing about the road dance, which in this day and age is quite an achievement mm-hmm. for a film to get to cinemas without me knowing anything about it. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that." And so that's at cinemas. I have seen Top Gun, Maverick. Um, Holly, you... I have seen you... nothing in the cinema. Oh, then let, cinema then, fail. then let us switch Let us switch very quickly to Netflix and Friends. What have you seen on Netflix and Friends? I have seen Clarice and all series one, two, three, and a bit of Derry Girls. Yep. Okay, cool. And okay. something else that I can't remember. All right, cool, and Dairy Girls. And so what we've done in this show is that usually we have three things at cinema and we put it against three things that we've seen at home. So we have whittled down. I mean, ooh, Dairy Girls, it's so hard not to talk about that. But uh, we we have whittled, but um, you decided, like, okay, I'm going to bring something forward. I'm going to, You're going to bring Clarice to the table. Um, Clarice is going to be the big one you're going to talk about this week. And we'll talk a little bit about Dairy Girls at the back. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch the final episode of Dairy Girls and we can talk about that next week. But, um, and Sean, what have you seen at home? Okay, I saw The Boys Diabolical on Amazon because you know what a big fan I am, what a big fan I am of The Boys. Of The Boys, uh, yes, yeah. And this was this was like an animated series. It was so it's like eight eight, eight episodes, um, animated in different different styles. So yeah, I managed yeah. I managed to binge watch them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So the so we got The Boys Diabolical on there, and at home I saw something on Apple TV Plus because okay, this is a. Let me give you a life hack for anybody who might have a Barclay card. You might have a, if you have a Barclay card, Apple TV are giving you or Barclay card are giving you five months free of Apple TV Plus. 
So if you have a Barclay card and you go into their website, if you if you either open one up or you already have an existing card, they will give you five months free of Apple TV Plus because that was one of those things I was like, it's another thing. I can't pay for yet another streaming service. Mm-hmm. I'm all made of money. Then my wife said, oh, do you want it? Uh, they give me five months free. I was like, yes, yes. Because there's a whole bunch of shows on Apple TV Plus that I've been waiting to watch. But I haven't gone there's some to. good stuff on Apple. There is there is some really I, I, good stuff, I, and I would like you to see Greyhound if you get a chance. I I want to see all the Tom Hanks stuff on yeah. it because yeah. the the same way Adam Sandler seems to have a deal with Netflix, so he only ever makes stuff for Netflix now. Mm. It's the same way Tom Hanks seems to have a deal with Apple TV Plus, so he only ever makes stuff for Apple TV Plus. Yeah, yeah. Because there's Greyhound, there's another film called Finch, um, yeah. about like a post-apocalyptic thing where he builds a robot to look after his dog that looks very intriguing. So yeah, Apple TV Plus has some really good stuff on it. I'm going to catch up with Ted Lasso. All the, but anyway, anyway. So I saw something on it called Schmigadoon, which I've been waiting to watch for ages. <laughs> yeah, it's oh it oh oh Schmigadoon. The problem is that I I feel like I need to talk about Schmigadoon with with Sharon in the room, and Sharon is not here with us today because Sharon is the one who is going to get who is going to get the genius of Schmigadoon with me. <laughs> So, so as things are going, I'm oof. Okay, uh, my mind is racing at the moment. So I might actually just, I might, you know, put Schmigadoon on a back burner and bring something else to the fore. But, okay. Uh, or maybe bring one of the other things that we've spoken about. Maybe, we'll, okay, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about Derry Girls anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about Derry Girls, switch Schmigadoon to next week. But let us kick off with the only place that we can kick off this week because I remember a friend of mine, uh, he, he's been on the podcast because in the middle of... In the middle of the lockdown, we when we were doing this show, obviously we're called Netflix was a cinema, and we there was no cinema, so we couldn't have a cinema portion. So what we did is that we actually just started interviewing film film buffs, film buffs that we knew, film buffs that we know, and asking them questions. I think Holly, you actually you were one of the film buffs that we interviewed during that time, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes. Yes, I was. And there's a friend of mine called Juan Guillory. You might remember him as the American dude. He is now, he's part of the Producers Guild of America. He's, he's actually like into the whole world, attends the Oscars, all that kind of stuff. And I remember that, hang on, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, I, where, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? We're talking I sound about... like you. I sound like you, Toast. You're normally... Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. If you might see me, if you might see me on the on the things at the moment, I've got really, really red eyes because I have a bout of conjunctivitis that I have received from my daughter, and it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of throwing me off a bit. But anyway, um, oh, right, Juwan asked me a question, but I cannot remember where it was. But anyway, um, hmm, I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, that's where I was going. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Juwan. He also got in touch with me um, a while back, and it was funny because with the first one that we saw seen this week, which was like you know Top Gun. Oh no, that was the question. Oh, this is going to be so random for anybody listening to this that is not in my head right now. And Juwan asked me once. He asked me, "Who do you think are the bona fide movie stars that we have left today?" Like you know how in the days you used to have Clark Gable and people who you could bank on their name to open a film. And I remember at that time I was like, I think there's only really two I could think of: Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. And this is evidence like tom cruise is the big star this week here's the thing because all you really need everything with this film has tom cruise and then the title of the film is like tom cruise top gun maverick even the way the film starts it has his name on quite early on 
that it has the name of the film and then it has everybody else because what, for better or worse, for whatever people say about him, Tom, Tom Cruise is one of the last bona fide movie stars who you can just put in a film and be like, yeah, his face will sell this film. So that's why we are left with Top Gun Maverick. And okay, Holly has a quizzical look on her face because she's beginning to think, who else could, who else's face could sell a film? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and think about it. Think about it. Let's have this. You can have this as a quiz running throughout the whole show. Who else is? Who else? Which other movie star's face could sell a film besides Tom Cruise? Meryl Streep. Now you see Meryl Streep. I think her face could sell a film to a certain crowd. Yeah. Like I was they, a bit I, like that. See, I was going to say Brad Pitt, but again, I think you're right. That would be a certain crowd. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think not. Any, there's some that are not anymore as well. So how do you mean? Well, Brad Pitt probably would have done. At, years at, at one point, yeah. At one point, at one yeah. Point. At one point, so but it's no, no anymore. But, but if it is, um, yeah. But I think Meryl Streep is a mark of quality. You know, you will get uh, you. But I'm not so sure you get loads of bums on seats. You have a lot of people who will be like, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh oh yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's going to be a good film. But none that many people yeah. might watch it until it comes on TV. But, but anyway, so we've ended up with Top Gun Maverick, which is the off the it's which is the it, which is the the much belated sequel to Top Gun, the 1980s movie. And this film it kicks off with, um, well, the Captain Pete Mitchell, because they make a big deal about the fact that he's still a captain, even after all these years, he's a captain. The, but all the other people who he went to Top Gun with are now like admirals and everything like that. But he's still a captain. Why? Because he's still he he believes he's supposed to be in the air. And there's this um there's a there's a whole thing about him becoming a relic. And they're talking about him being a relic and how the army or the navy rather because he is in the navy. How the navy is no longer going to need people like him. They're not going to need pilots because they can use drones. And what 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 value do you even bring anymore? There has this whole bit where you have Ed Harris shows up at the beginning of the film to give. To essentially do an Ed Harris speech, if you get what I mean. Ed Harris shows up, gives an Ed Harris speech, and then disappears for the rest of the film. <laughs> and essentially goes, you're a relic, you're, um, you, we don't need you anymore, all that. But it turns out that he has been called back to Top Gun, the school that he went to in, in the 80s. He's been called back to Top Gun because there's a, there's a, there's a mission that needs to be gone to bomb an enemy um, target. And Val Kilmer, who played Iceman in the first one, the Iceman character who is now an admiral, has said, this guy is the only one that we, he's the one that we need to get it. And there's this running thing that comes throughout the whole film where you realize that throughout his, throughout his um, career, true to his name, Maverick has made a habit of annoying or pissing off, as they say in the films, like, you know, higher up army, higher up Navy people. And he's almost gotten kicked out quite a few times. But Iceman keeps stepping in and saving him and putting him in different places and putting him in different places, putting him in different places. And so this is how you get end up with him back at uh, the school with a whole bunch of new recruits who are very much like the recruits that top that Tom Cruise and like that Maverick and Goose and everything everybody <laughs> were, like, were, were like in the 80s. They're very much like them. Uh, but this time around, you have Tom Cruise in a teacher role. Like Maverick is a teacher role trying to teach them to do this insane mission. And they, they take great pains in the film to explain how insane this mission is and why it is so insane and all that. So that is a setup for the film and then you go through. But, 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 now we get onto that. I feel like it's a Top Gun film. I feel like the plot might not be that important. I feel that it's all about what did you think about it. And Sean, I believe you have seen this. Holly, you I haven't have seen, seen it, it yet. Yeah. So Sean, what did you think? 
you really want to know what I thought about this? Uh, okay. That, that, is, that is why we're here. That is why we're here. Sure. <laughs> okay, this is going to be one of my crossing my legs on the cinema seats going puffing <laughs> and puffing. And I thought it was the most patronising, uh, so patronising. Um, Cruz, those little looks to the side, those looks, was just not convincing. It was, I was like, I was almost gnashing my teeth with, with like, you know what I mean? He's trying to be, he's trying to act. He cannot act. The man cannot act. He's absolutely <laughs> awful, right? He looks to the side. There's supposed to be an emotional scene. You're like, Tom, you're acting, man. That's, I can see that's acting. You, I do not believe that. And then it's got the smunchy team building exercises with like the, you know, a bit of slow-mo in there. It goes all the way back to, uh, you know, almost identical shots from the 19. I mean, I've got to be honest, I was never really, really, really sort of uh, invested in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in, in, in the original but Top Gun. It's almost like there's shots for shots in there. Um, yep. And it's yep. like, and the smoky bits, you know, oh, don't leave me, oh, oh, no, again, don't hurt me. You know what I mean? All this sort of stuff. And you've even got the characters at the same. You know, the guy, I forget the guy's name, who's who's supposed to be Maverick, isn't it? You know what I mean? One of the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy, He's yeah, like the big grin, hangman. big cheesy grin, all that. Hangman, yeah, yeah. Hangman, yeah. And you've got Hangman. And then hangman, play, played by Glenn Powell. You've got the you got the the lady pilot that I don't know if they had a lady pilot in the original. Company, they did not have a lady pilot in the original. No, so they that, got that's a lady that, pilot, which just did like that, okay, that's what, that's one of the go. nods to that's one of the nods to look progression. We have a lady pilot. Okay, they did have a black pilot in the original one as well. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like even the pictures you to like. You know what I mean, and the picture of Val Kilmer. You know what I mean with the oh, the, like, oh, the, oh, the, the admiral on. picture, the admiral picture. That, that was like, come on, man, you got to be kidding me, right? And I mean, to be fair, the action scenes were really good, and I don't yeah. think there was any CGI in this. I mean, yeah. the action scenes were pretty cool. A bit, <sighs> I see. This the, goes uh, down for me in the. Not quite as bad, but this goes into the Fast and Furious camp with <laughs> some of the things that happened. Yeah, I mean, the stuff, all the stuff in the all the stuff in the in the air was was genuine, which was pretty cool. But oh come on, you know what I mean? How old is he? How old is he? he would, they wouldn't even be allowed in a plane at that age in in the Navy Air Force. You know, I mean, they just wouldn't. It wouldn't. And then it reminds me. There's the bit reminds me of one of the Star Trek films where. There's like some outdated spaceship that's, you know, a thousand years older than yeah, the yeah, 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 you. Yeah, you know yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, like, I know where you're coming from. Come yeah. out of here. You know, yeah. it's everyone else apart from Tom Cruise, a useless pilot. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so, and that looks, those toes in, those looks really annoyed me. There's a few that are supposed to be emotional looks, emotional glances. <laughs> and he looks to the side. You're not feeling sad at all you're nearly <laughs> laughing so yeah so that's... okay okay so so sorry, every now sorry for the tirade but no 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 every now and then sean has this irrational like you know dislike of a much-loved actor such like i think you have it with um stanley tucci you just don't like him <laughs> you don't like you don't care what he does you just don't like Stanley tucci i think tom cruise falls into that thing and my brother yeah, I has think tom i think we yeah, had this conversation in a, in a, if he's got a good director Yes. Tom Cruise can make a good film. We've had this yeah. conversation before, but if he's just let go, 
to do what he wants if, to do. If, if he's if he's in charge, if he's in, if charge. He's in charge, and yeah. like my my brother has this thing against Tom Cruise because he's like he's always the hero. Whatever happens, no matter how um no matter how uh, I can't do that. It, 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 yeah, no, it, it is like he's he's always the hero. It's like no matter how implausible it is, he is going to be the hero. He's going to be the one who doesn't die. And it's like and my brother. That's why my brother loved Edge of Tomorrow because he got to see Tom Cruise die a lot, and. <clears throat> And he has that he has that whole thing uh, about about Tom Cruise, and there is an element of that in this because I remember when we reviewed the Mummy, and there were some bits in it that were like Matt, that looked like it was a vanity project. It was a vanity yeah. project. It's like Tom Cruise with the shirt yeah. off to be like, yeah, look, I've still got it at fifty. Look at my six pack at fifty. And the, and when you say this, this is a film. Oh, like um, I'm not as annoyed by Tom Cruise's um, performance as you are. I actually thought it was quite good. Uh, I'll, I'll put that out there to not, begin with. I'm going trust you're saying Top Gun, not the Mummy. Just, just oh yeah, Top Gun, yeah, Top Gun, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, uh, you know, having mentioned I, the Mummy, I mean, I, in, I went, I went in expecting to. I thought I'm going to hate this film. I'm going to hate yep. this film. And I thought if I'm going to hate this film, it probably end up being okay because that's generally the case. But. It didn't didn't deliver for well, me. Well, it is okay. So the thing with it is that uh, so with uh, excuse me um, with <clears throat> I I wasn't that annoyed by his uh, performance. I I thought <laughs> I I personally thought he was quite good. However, there's some things about this film because this film starts in exactly the same way that the 1980s <laughs> movie starts. It starts with. I mean, I'm, I'm like, okay, so Sean, I'm with you. I personally, I personally feel like the 1980s Top Gun is overrated. Mm. I feel like, I feel like it is a lot more of a cultural point than it is a good film. It's one of these things that, like, because I remember thinking, like, it's one of the things that, like, you know, with, because we always have this joke with me and my wife that she is not a, she doesn't really know much about top uh, about pop culture, so I'm kind of like, okay, cool. We got to I got to teach her about pop culture. Part of my job uh, in this relationship is to, is to introduce to pop culture things. So one of those things is Top Gun. She had never seen Top Gun, so we went, oh wow, we got to see. We went out to our friend's house and we watched Top Gun, and I was watching it like you know with whatever it was, thirty something year old eyes at that time when I was going. Actually, this isn't really. As a film, it isn't that good. What are they doing? What is the point? You don't. I mean, I, I challenge anybody to tell me what the point of the original Top Gun is. What mm. are they actually doing in that film? It's it's kind of like, from a story perspective, I don't think it's that great. So, but, so this film starts off with pretty much like the same blurb on screen. Yeah. They, they pretty much recreate, with a couple of tweaks, the opening <laughs> sequence of Top Gun. It's exactly the same music. <laughs> it's exactly the same music. But it's a couple of tweaks to kind of show you that, okay, things have moved on a bit and technology has moved on a bit and the planes have moved on a bit and all that. But there are bits where, yeah, this is a... And you have, because we're having a lot of legacy sequels, we're having a lot of legacy sequels where you have, like, Scream. We, it's like where you... And a legacy sequel is... The, the last film was made decades ago and now we're making another one. This was made multiple decades ago. They're making another one. And there's some shots in it that you can see this is being made for fans of the original. The fact that his and uh, his his love interest played by Jennifer Connelly in this film seems to live in the exact same house that his love interest from the 80s film lives in. And I was watching it going, hang on, I remember him going around that corner on that motorbike. Well, that was like in the 80s film. That, is that the same house? Does she live in this... Are we not going to mention the fact that she's in the same house? Is she supposed to be the same character? Because no, that, that doesn't make any sense. She would not be the same character. They have totally different names. There, there are there are bits like um you when you talk about the new lot of um the new lot of pilots 
reflecting the old lot of pilots, there's a scene where they get introduced to Tom, Go uh, Tom Cruise as their teacher. That is almost exactly the same scene as when Kelly McGillis gets introduced as Charlie, the teacher in the original Top Gun. It's almost exactly the same thing. Almost exactly, like there was an altercation at a bar the night before, almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Can you explain yeah. what happened to Kelly McGillis? No. Because uh, the, no, but no, they, they there's a whole bunch of things that they don't explain, and the thing about this is that it's the original Top Gun is a very much a boy's own adventure film. It's kind of like you know when you used to get the Commando comics about the about World War Two, the original Top Gun film was like a Commando comic come to life, and I think this is exactly the same thing. So there's a whole bunch of people who they either don't explain where they've gone to from the first film or they've killed off screen. And uh, and it's usually the women because <laughs> because it's it's a boys' own adventure. They're very very disposable. Just to well, be clear. Yeah, it, and, and the thing yeah. is, it, and if it wasn't for history and real life and what had happened and the way women women have been treated in Hollywood, it would be okay to have a boys' own adventure film. But that is a that is it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a bit of a thing. So obviously, the original Top Gun is famous for its beach volleyball scene. It's like you know everybody goes, "Oh, one of the most homoerotic scenes in film history." Yeah, like the beach volleyball scene, and they do have a version of that here. And when you come to the vanity thing, it there's a bit of it that I was like, Tom Cruise wanted. Well, I think I don't know if this is the case, but this is just kind of like the narrative that sort of follows Tom Cruise around, where it looks like for all the world, it was it's him running around a beach with guys who are half his age with his shirt off to show that he still got it. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's and it, it's so weird. Although I have to say, for they have Miles Teller. Miles Teller shows up as Rooster, who is the son of Tom Cruise's partner in the first one of the Anthony Edwards character. And I think I think that that storyline is hackneyed, but I quite liked it. The it's it's hackneyed, but I quite liked it. And um, but I have to say, a word for a word for Lewis Pullman. Lewis Pullman, who is the son of Bill Pullman, who plays a character called Bob in this. I, I quite like them. I mean, the, the plot that they the the, the thing he's, that he's they, brilliant. He was in one of my favourite films, um, Bad Times. At Bad the Times at the El Royale. Yeah, Bad Times at the Yeah, Lewis he Pullman. He was one of the best bits of the movie. Yeah, Lewis Pullman is very good. And the and the 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 mission that they're doing. Okay, cool. We've been we've been talking about this one for ten minutes. But the mission that they've been doing uh, that they have to do in this film it is once they once they explain the mission what they had to do. I was just looking going Star Wars. Start. That's a new hope. <laughs> like, Star oh, Tozin, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was like, that, that's a new hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, exactly. I, but I, I, I have to say, with all that being said, as a film, I think it is a an improvement on the eighties one. So the eighties oh. one is one of those films where I had to come to that. I think I don't think it's that good a film, but you're not allowed to say that because there's a whole bunch of people who are going to come after you. <laughs> so with this one, I think it's a, it's an improvement on that one. You actually know what's going on. It's clear why they're doing what they're doing. And I have to say, Val Kilmer shows up in the film and it that is actually quite an... When you know what's actually happening with Val Kilmer in real life and how he's had the cancer and how he doesn't have a voice anymore, the scene with Val Kilmer, I actually found quite touching. I found the scene with Val Kilmer quite touching. I thought it was... Because it might be the last time we see him on the cinema screen, and I, 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 I thought that that was quite good. I thought that was quite good. I mean, all in all, I would give this a three out of five. But as as I started off talking about Juwan, my friend Juwan Guillory, and I'll tell you about how delayed this film is. I'm looking at my phone, and on the 16th of August, 2020, 
bearing in mind this guy is a member of the Producers Guild of America and they get a chance to sort of like go to screenings and see things before they're ever released. And this was round about when this film was supposed to be released, 16th of July 2020, 21 months ago. He sent me a message saying, Top Gun Maverick is overrated if you're not seduced by American patriotism. Bear in mind that he's an American. He's like, if you're included to be seduced by rah, 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 USA, you'll love the film. And that is true because that is, uh, <clears throat> that is an, there's an underlying thing in there that, that I can't run away from because they, they only ever refer to the antagonist in this film as the enemy. They are nameless. It's a, it's a nameless, faceless country with nameless, faceless pilots in nameless, faceless planes, which which they and it's kind of like they put they invest a lot to let you think that oh my god, if an American gets blown up, think about his family. What are you gonna say to the family back home? Oh my god, it's the worst thing in the world if an American gets blown up, and then they just go blow up these guys from this nameless, faceless, faceless country, and they're like yeah yeah whatever yeah it doesn't matter they weren't American, and 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 that. I'm kind of like, mm. even in the original Top Gun, that always worried me. That I'm gonna just blame it. It's like, and those people, people too, and they're human beings too. And the, even the, the the masks, they wear masks. Like, okay, the Americans all have masks where you can see their faces. The the, the enemy only have masks in which you don't see their faces. And it just they're the toy, they're the they're the uh, uh, toy fighters, aren't they? They're the toy fighters. Exactly. Yeah. And going back to the Star Wars thing, they look like the guys who fly the Tie Fighters in that bit where they're going down the Death Star run. They look and it's and for me I'm I'm like yeah it is a bit rah 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 America it's a bit kind of like America great everybody else sucks and 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 I'm and I'm surprised that they 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 stuck with that they stuck with that but if you can close your mind to that and if you just wanted to have like you know a Saturday afternoon boys on adventure you would like this film and I think a lot of people who are loving this film are doing exactly that. So I would give it a three out of five. Sean, how many how many stars have you taken? Okay, away from I really Tom wanted to like this toast. I really wanted to like it. I went in thinking I'm gonna give it my best shot. I'm gonna really, really like it. I love the P fifty one Mustang in it. To me that was the best best scene in the movie <laughs> when he takes the the what what was the name of, of Goose's son? I can't remember what he's called. Rooster. Oh, Rooster. Rooster, yeah, Rooster yeah. makes sense. So when uh, you know I went so uh, they they do I, a lot of work to make him look like Goose, Goose though. They really do. That is the one thing. But I, yeah. see, I, I don't rate that. His name's Miles something. Miles, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but no, for me personally, it got me antsy in my seat. If I was like, oh, you know, I got the... I, I actually sat in the... Because where the cinema screen is, the, the uh, ones where you can sit with a disabled one, if you thought somebody was disabled. Oh, yeah, so you have, back, more, we have more space, yeah. And I sat there and I was like... I'm glad I was because I was like crossing my legs and going, no, no please, please, please. <laughs> that, that's no, a telltale sign when Sean doesn't it, like I a swear, film. from the bottom of my heart, and I do apologize to people who invested in Top Gun, but I'm only going to give it a two. I can't, I, I really, really didn't like it. Um, even, the, even for the action scenes. Yeah, but they, uh, I do, I do, well, I think the direction of the action scenes is really good because yes, you, yeah, always, yeah, that, you always know what the hell's going on, which is not, right, which yes, is not, true. yeah. It, and they, there are some scenes where you're thinking, oh, my God, that would... I think they get across how crazy it would be to fly one of those planes mm, yeah. and how much, you ha how much you have to put into flying one of those planes. Mm. But as, as I said, that could be a little bit of a boys' old thing. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Now, well, we have gone for, that's, uh, I guess, two and a half stars for Top Gun Maverick on average between Sean and myself. And now we go over to Netflix and Friends, and we have Clarice. 
And now the weird thing about this is that I don't think anybody can say the name Clarice without immediately thinking of Silence of the Lambs. I'm not sure anybody has been called Clarice since that film was released. <laughs> I don't think anybody's <laughs> called a kid Clarice. So once once I hear that title, I'm like, that's actually a good title because it tells me this is in the Silence of the Lamb ter- Silence of the Lambs territory. Holly, was I correct? Exactly. You are absolutely spot on. So uh, Clarice uh, takes place pretty much immediately after silence of the lambs and weirdly weirdly good casting uh, it is worth noting and i'm having to check her name as we speak rebecca breeds manages to look uncannily like jodie foster in silence of the lambs all right it is a 13 part series um which begins with um clarice having um you know trying to re- recover and get on with her life post silence of the lambs yeah and you know this uh, working with um hannibal lecter to hunt down the awful serial killer mm-hmm. um hannibal lecter is not in this or certainly not at the start and it begins with her getting dragged in to a case by the senator whose daughter she had rescued in Inside of the lands, it's a um, a sort of um, I'm trying to think what the word is. Not an ensemble piece, but there's an overarching story arc across the entire thirteen, but each episode is moderately standalone, and deals with Clarice overcoming her own demons, understanding who she really is, where she came from, in tandem with trying to trying both trying to help and not trying to help the young woman whom she had saved and dealing with her own emotions around it it's well structured uh it's it's well shot harrowing in places as you would expect but is it's interesting looking at it through the sort of adjusted lens of silence of the lambs because i remember watching that in my early teens and being terrified by it (laughs) i haven't watched it in the last few years but i'm fairly confident having seen it again as an adult that it's not actually frightening not really if you're you know jumpy rather than scary yeah it's it's more of a thriller than a horror movie yes so whereas i think when it came out one was sort of encouraged to think of it as a horror which it probably was by the times but isn't now so clarice is ultimately a thriller and a mystery not a not a horror either you are dealing with obviously you know brutal crimes and it's you know so so so, faint-hearted so it's not like a csi it's not like you know every episode is a different thing it's like one one case throughout all 13 episodes there is both one case throughout there is an overarching story arc to it but uh, there many of the episodes could function as standalone all right Uh, so it's it's a little therefore the csi you know long long story arc but far shorter Um, so so do you think that this is something that could go on for quite a few series because when you say 13 episodes i'm thinking that's a lot that's a lot, and and nowadays a lot of thirteen episode series they tend to sag. 
they tend to sag in the middle and lose a little bit of the momentum and like it looks like they, as if they're just trying to fill out the 13. Do you think that this actually keeps it up all the way through or keeps its point it all the way through? does have a bit of a sag. Um, I think, as you say, it's hard not to, but it's it certainly any drop-off, it redeems itself in the end. Mm-hmm. And it, I would like to think on the basis of how it ends, that it's closed the door on doing anything straight off the back of it. Oh, you would hope. You would hope, but Hollywood always finds a way. They always find a way. Exactly. I have been so wrong about these things in the past. It's amazing things that should have been done at one series. So I hope they've got the good sense to, you know, draw the line neatly under something which addresses, you know, a whole range of complex issues. You know, women, race, people being awful. Yeah. People being awful. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Best thing I've ever seen? No. Would I recommend it to other people? Definitely. How many stars? Three and a half. Three and a half. So, and um, for with that, what what platform is this on? It was Sky, I think. All right, cool. So Sky, Sky showing us Clarice. Bring it, because I think Clarice is a good character to actually sort of ex- examine things like trauma and all that. But yeah. Uh, so you it could go it could go well or it could just be you know and it goes right back into her childhood and you know it's a yeah there was there was a bit in the silence of the lambs where they talk about her childhood i never really understood that but i never understood what they were going on about that's where the silence of the lambs comes from stop crying yeah yeah yeah, i know i I mean i think i've I've only seen silence of the lambs probably about three times each time i'm confused as to what that what significance that has But, but I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Sean, you were going to say something. Yeah, Holly, can I ask you one thing? Is it worth opening a bottle of candy when you watch these series? <laughs> question. I think it probably is. <laughs> it all depends on what you're eating with your nice bottle of candy. Yeah. <laughs> Favor beans and live just leave the liver, leave the liver out of it. Okay, cool. So now we go back to films. We go back to so not films. I mean, we go back to cinema. We go back to cinema with Benediction, which Sean once again showing us showing us your very very helpful addiction to the big screen. You you have seen you've seen Benediction. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think very 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 helpful addiction to the big screen, but also being in Bournemouth. Because I'm pretty sure this film is not on on the Isle of Wight. No, this, it's not there. It's not this, there. I looked. I checked. Yeah, and so. this is me. This is me talking about like when I chose a place to buy a house. I chose a nice place to live, but it was terrible for films because there's all these films that are getting released that I do not. I hear about and I go, oh, it must not have come out yet. And the next thing I know, it's left I'm, cinemas. I mean, it just didn't come here. But I mean, I've seen so many films over here that were just not not released anywhere else. You wouldn't have even have seen them. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, and, you've got to love student cities. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, there are, there, there's a lot of screens there and they do show practically everything you want to see. Yeah. Anyway. So, Benediction. So, yeah, Benediction. Okay, this is a story about uh, a poet called Siegfried Sassoon. I so wish Sharon would see, could see this movie. It's really, well, probably probably you as well, Holly. Really, really. Anyway, Siegfried Sassoon, he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, it starts World War One. he goes off to war. He was a famous, famous poet. I've, I've got to be honest, I didn't really know much about him. Um, I've heard the name, but I keep confusing him with the hairdresser. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Vidal. Vidal. So, um, but anyway, is so he basically he's he's gone through the war and he comes back and he becomes he, he likes to speak out about the war. He's he's you know he's saying oh no, it's, but 
being as he comes from sort of aristocracy, if you like, they say, oh, we're going to send you off to this this hospital in Scotland, you know, to because you're not right and all that. Yeah. And so they send him off there to see a psychiatrist. He was absolutely brilliant. Played. I don't even know who the actor was, but he was he was great. It was really, really so believable, like a proper psychiatrist waiting for him to talk, giving all the leading questions, whatever. Um, and during this as well, when he talks about poems, it flicks to actual footage of, of World War One footage, you know, of people yeah. dying. It's quite, it's quite, you know, I mean, it's quite horrific what it's showing. Yeah, because then, he because he he did a lot of poetry about the experience of about of the, the experience. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He meets Wilfred Bramble uh, in the thing, who is a uh, is another um, who was another poet who got killed like a few days before the armistice. Um, so he spends a bit of time in hospital, winter cut, and then he gets back into society. And he's uh, he's because he mixes an aristocracy. He's like uh, he's, obviously he's, he's he's homosexual. So there's a lot of um, he has a lot of affairs with. Uh, Oh, what's the, what's, the, what's the guy? Really, really famous uh, singer, pianist I've, guy. Ivan Novello. Oh, Ivan Novello, yeah. Um, yep. Ivan Novello, thank you, Toast. I, I, Toast is great for that. we we got a lot of Toast for all this. <laughs> well, after, after the brain fog I had earlier, it better be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he like has a bit of a fling with Ivan Novello, who obviously is, was very, very promiscuous and was like, you know, so, but he loved him. And it was, so there was a lot of relationships that he went through. Um, it was very literary, which I like. There was mentions to Swinburne, who was a famous poet that was a, well, you know, he was sort of a Reformation poet that was quite rude. And um, as I say, it's very, very, there's there's lots of, <laughs> there's lots of words in it that I'm like, mm, you know what I mean? If you, you you think, oh, you could understand it's put in context, but there were some great words and I wish I'd have made a note of them because I could have said some, <laughs> some like, eloquent words. You're like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look that up in a dictionary. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> and obviously being in that society, people are very, very clever at, shall we say, being really, really catty, but not, oh. not in a nasty way. You know what I mean? Oh, you were right there. Do you oh, know what I mean? Oh, 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 well, all very no coward. That's very harsh, darling. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and things like that. It's very so. And it's you know, there's things about theatre. I'm really, really pleased I actually saw us at the, the the movies because the chances are I wouldn't have bothered. Do you know what I mean? If it had been, yeah, you could probably you could probably wait for it to come on TV because it wasn't like you know, it wasn't cinematic. It's, it's not. It's not a see on the biggest screen you could find. Yeah, and it's not like you know, massive sweeping wildebeest across the plane sort of thing. You know. <laughs> thousands of them it's more uh, more as i say but I'm, I'm really glad that i saw this one at the pictures because it was a real surprise i mean i thought i'd see these films because you know it's, it's nice to see them all yeah um and i found this really really quite interesting i mean it's quite a long film but i didn't it didn't feel long mm -hmm. i really liked the interaction between you know especially the the catty nastiness you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> Oh, I, I, so, I wish I could do. I wish sometimes I could put people down like that. You know. Oh yes, leave the leave leave the key on the floor, darling, will you? Thank you. You know what okay. I mean? Oh, he wouldn't be so. You know okay. that's that that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. So okay, the the thing is, um, just one quick question before you give it a star sure. rating. Um, because it's a film. I know it's directed by Terence Davis, who mm. uh, he tends to do films that. They're not exactly a barrel of laughs. They kind of like yeah. they kind of are, so is this film when I when I hear the whole thing about being written that it's after the World War One. It's about a, like you know a gay a gay guy in high society yeah. who obviously cannot be openly gay. I think this that, is I, I that's think it. That, that, that that's yeah. the thing. I mean they obviously are and, and they're very camp. Although in this he does actually get married. He does get married to someone. Yeah, to, yeah and, and has has a family. 
Yeah, and the vicar that marries them happens to have the name Gay, but I don't know if that's. <laughs> so, so, but, but, but uh, I'm thinking that is this one of these things where does it does it boil down to oh my god it was it was horrible and it was terrible and it was depressing being gay in that time and therefore being a slightly depressing film? Not at all, actually. That was um, I thought it was done really well. It seemed like it was quite a fun. It would have been quite a fun time, you know. You've got like the the Charleston and that and the, the big big soiree party things with. You know the ladies with the, you know the the skirts and the you know the, the old cigarettes. Oh yeah, the, the cigarette with the cigarette. Um, hat. Oh, so oh. it was very, very. It was all about a certain class. You know, it was very much aristocracy and intellectuals and uh, there was only. So how- but but for sex scenes, there was one bit in it which I thought was a bit unnecessary, but it wasn't wasn't you know that wasn't that wasn't gratuitous or anything like that. So all right. So how many stars? Uh, this gets a four for me. I really, really was, was quite surprised. I quite enjoyed this film. Four star. Four stars for Benedict. And it's something I wouldn't have seen. Oh, cool. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. And I know it's Jack Loudon who plays the main character, and I've heard, mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the performance. Um, but seeing as it's not in a cinema anywhere near me, uh, never mind. But now we go back to TV and stuff. And um, not, not to make it sound as if Sean is the cinema correspondent <laughs> and Holly is the TV correspondent, but it's kind of like how it's, that's where the cards have fallen this week because I'm saving Schmigadoon for when Sharon's around. And um, so we go back to Derry Girls. So Derry Girls, the brilliant Northern Ireland comedy, is come to an end. It has come to a final co- because... Unlike some American shows, this one actually knows when to end. So season three is the final season. It is. It ended earlier this week. And so Holly, from what I understood, you've watched all. You watched seasons one and two. Had you watched them previously, or or did you watch them no, like, purely I, in I, preparation to catch up with no, season three before it I, ended? I started them on Saturday evening, and I finished series three on Sunday evening. Oh, all right, cool. Because so, obviously, because binge. obviously. Yeah, so you binge them because obviously Derry Girls is in that wonderful, great British comedy tradition only has, let me count, 19 episodes. There's only 19 episodes of Derry Girls. And as far as they said, that's it. We're done. We're only going to make this. So tell us what did you, th- okay, tell us a little bit about what you thought about what Derry Girls is about and then what you thought about it. Okay, so it is set in the 1990s, stuff yep. about. Stuff of our youth, uh, and it is set in Derry, Northern Ireland, focusing around a, um, a pupils at a Catholic school. There are three friends, uh, four friends, um, and the male cousin of one of them who has been sent back to live with his grandparents, who finds himself going to the girls' school. Um, <laughs> Because he's he's the wee English fella. Because he's the wee English fella, and it's it's a. I think well, sorry, he's the wee English fella. If they sent him to the boys' school, he would get killed, because he's English. So, so they sent him to the girls' school, which is run by uh, take no prisoners, uh, expend no energy, uh, none. (laughs) Sardonic to say the least. That's a brilliant description of system. is not keen on her pupils at all, or children in general. Uh, and the, the series uh, focuses on the life experiences of these teenagers. Um, set to a wonderful back, um, you know, backdrop of 90s music, which makes it a real pleasure to watch. And it is all 
juxtaposed against the background of the troubles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got these really, I won't say trivial, but re- relatively trivial things happening, you know, happening in the lives of teenagers. And then you see snippets of what's going on elsewhere. And it's it's beautifully balanced with yeah. the, yeah. you know, the, with prosaic day-to-day living versus, you know, everyone's calmly dancing their way through checkpoints. Yeah. Um, in a, you know, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's the genius you know, of Dairy Girls. I feel like it's the fact that it says even though there's things like the troubles going on, which were not fun. I mean, that's uh, that's a stupid understatement, but it, it shows that life still had to go on. People still had to be teenagers. People still had to go through all these different things, even though you had all the troubles going, going on. on. So uh, yeah, um, so with Dairy Girls. So what do you think of Dairy Girls? Tell us about that. I loved it i enjoyed the the acting was brilliant the cast are, are superb the very very it's very funny yes um, it's actually laugh out loud funny in places and i don't i don't always cackle at the tv but i definitely did at times um it's yeah it's beautifully it's beautifully done it's you know it's so poignant in places where you see this that amazing juxtaposition, yeah, um, yeah. it's it it pulls at it pulls at the heartstrings, but not in a schmaltzy way. Yep. Um, I can't believe how late I am to the party with it, seeing as it seems like almost everyone I know has already seen all of it. So, but I enjoyed therefore being able to watch it all through, and I would, I mean, you know, I'll rewatch basically anything, yeah, but I yeah. will very happily rewatch it. Yeah. Um, because I thought it was so special. You know, I'll tell you what, I think uh, you say that the thing about Derry Girls is that, yeah, laugh out loud funny. I totally agree, it's laugh out loud funny. But also, it's also quote and requotable funny. Like, there's, there's, things in, there's things in Derry Girls that we probably saw about a year ago, because I think my wife and I started watching it during the pandemic, and we will quote to each other now, and just quoting it has us in stitches again. It's actually really... Uh, I I know that the so obviously this is a this is a review of the entire season of Derry. Think about that. Three seasons of Derry Girls is almost as long as one season of Clarice. Just think about that. And <laughs> and I and um I the third season I think by the by the time we got to the third season we got them big enough to get some massive cameos in it. There's one particular cameo in the first season in the first episode of episode of season three, which is just hilarious. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, but I do feel like a little bit like the third season I was not connecting with as much as the earlier two seasons. I feel like there was almost a sense of like, you know, it's ending and there's some things that get rushed and there's some characters who haven't really been, they haven't really, been, oh, there's a flashback episode. I love the flashback episode. The, the flashback story reunion episode is really, really good. And the, but there's things in uh, season three that I am not as fair with as seasons one and two I, I, I think season one or two brilliant top of season three i feel there's a bit more I, I don't think i don't feel like the gag rate is as high but this is not my review it's yours no, how many stars um, would you give i it? think that's a fair i think that's a fair statement but it's i there is unsurprisingly the last episode is focused around a particularly significant moment in the history of Northern Ireland. I'll just I'll just throw that out there and see if anybody can figure out what that might be. Yeah. Well, um, the, 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 which obviously the, is impeccably timed given the state of the world at present. And Northern Ireland. <laughs> and it 
it capture. I found for me, it captured it brilliantly, mm. and it's so it's so much a it's so much a memory of all of our lives. So I would I wonder what it would be like seeing that if you were twenty years younger. I don't know whether or not it would resonate in quite the same way because it wasn't. And some of it, no, I'm, I'm overrunning it, but some of it's, it it's does, does have personal feels, having, you know, lived places where we've had to have our car, uh, you know, underneath the car swept for bombs when you went into buildings. Um, it's And, you know, being a West Londoner where, you know, we remember, you know, the, the IRA blowing things up. And my friends remember their families being Irish and being worried about speaking, lest people assumed they were terrorists. So this is such it's quite it's quite sort of integral to integral to life of someone in their 40s. So, yes, I don't know how it would resonate with somebody much younger who, who didn't have the memories of it. But given the rave reviews it's had, I'm guessing it seems to land well with everyone. Yeah. So okay, sure. Sean, you want to say something? I was just going to ask. Are, are, are you, are you uh, going? To, are you going to say anything about seventy-one? Wow, they take it away. <laughs> you must. You must read my mind. <laughs> I was just going to say, Holly, have you seen seventy-one? I have not. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's yeah. So, so it's it's what well, what it's essentially it takes it's, takes it's, start it's, at the start of the troubles. It's the start. It's Sean's Sean's top three films. Sean's top yeah. three films at at you pick his four, but. Speaking of somebody who wasn't living in the UK in, in during the 90s and somebody who is continuously baffled by the troubles and why and how and what. Uh, and I think it's Derry Girls actually acts like quite a good historical document. So give you a, a like, you know, give you a give you something past the BBC news reports if, into like, you know, what the, this was actually all about. Like the fact that they had to, there's an episode where they have to go to Port Rush and they go to Port Rush because it has like all the best sort of like, you know, theme park rides, even though it's an area that like, you know, it's full money with Protestants and like the Catholics don't really go there. There's an area, there's one episode where they're going from Northern Ireland to the Republic of Ireland. And, all, and I think in all these things, Dairy Girls has explained a little bit more to me, more than a lot of documentaries as to what exactly the deal was with Ireland and what was going in there. So I, I think it's a brilliant show. So how many stars have you put Derry Goss, Holly? I think it's five. Yeah, and um, and my thoughts about the third season apart, I think overall I would have to agree with you. I and I can't wait to hear offline what you think about the final episode when you watch it when i finally watch it because i've seen i've seen all but the final episode of um dairy girls so i'll see that and now we go back to our cinema correspondence yeah. <laughs> with the film that i didn't even know was around i know absolutely nothing about this film because it doesn't it seems that it's not in many cinemas it's only in cinemas by people who you know really really love cinema mm -hmm. you know the kind of people who think oh yeah, it's a, yeah it was yeah. so much better when it was a 35 millimeter film so and <laughs> I should imagine this would probably be on film four very soon. But um, All right, so The Road Dance, Sean, what the hell the is The Road this? Dance, okay. So I'll give you a brief synopsis. I thought, do I really want to go and see this film? You know, no, I was thinking Catherine Cookson, you know what I mean? The beggar's wife or whatever they call them. Anyway, the story is it takes part in the Outer Hebrides, tip of Scotland, and it's just the, the world, world War One sort of kicked off. And um, 
it shows the first bit shows the, the the village life if you like of you know just potatoes this particular family there's there's two girls and the mum and their father's father's died and one of the girls is particularly nice looking can't really remember her name now uh, but um she's uh she has a little thing with a uh, someone who's been in the war as a correspondent and uh there's so there's like a little bit of a love triangle you think oh this is a any whatever and then they get the call up and it's called like the where the powers battalions where like all the young lads on the island have to well, gonna go off to war so they decide to have this this big party called a road uh, dance i'm gonna say where where is this um where's this set or when is it, this set rather in the outer hebrides so it's set 1914 okay so it's just you. just the outbreak uh, sort of the outbreak of the war everybody's so so yeah so they've all been conscripted to go to war yeah. Um, so all the families, all the young lads, they've all, all been to the script go ball. So they say, right, OK, we'll see them off with this road dance, which is like a, basically a party, you know, and they got the old uh, accordions and the, the play and they have a good dance. And this particular girl where there's this what you think's a love triangle, she wanders off to go to the loo and something particularly nasty happens. Yeah. Um, so it sort of changes from a from a. Um, you know, Catherine Cooks and the novelty type thing to, to something happens. And uh, she basically, I mean, I think uh, probably the story anyway. So something happens, she goes to the doctors, the doctor patches her up and all that. And she actually starts through the film that all the boys have gone off. And then uh, she's, she actually finds out that she's, she's pregnant. Mm. So, but she tries to hide it. Which So with really, and I mean, having, the work that I've done before, you can see why people want to try and hide the point of having that because in a small community like that, you're going to be like, oh, you know, well, yeah, it was a, yeah. Um, so she she sort of wraps, you know, wraps the time so she, and she still goes to work and and gradually the boys are being killed and the telegrams are coming and and what have you and all that. And finally, it comes to the point where you know she's she's, she's basically going to have the baby and oh, it's obviously early premature. I mean, so this it's, it's a bit harrowing. And, yeah. The, the the story goes so it's quite good in the way that you think well who could it be who could have done the the nasty deed you know who would have been the person that had done the nasty deed and so you've got you've got about obviously some of these have gone off to war what's going to happen yeah and a boy gets killed and you think oh well what they do is say oh well you know um anyway and the, the, there's, there's a local constable and he says i've got to find this you know i need to investigate because the baby actually dies and they find it and mm. One thing and another, yeah. Okay, um, so Sean, Sean you're, not, you're not giving us the whole film here, are you? No, 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 not really. Okay, because there's, there's there's a twist, that the, there's a couple of twists in it. There's a couple of twists. There's a couple of twists that um, will go on. So anyway, forget, let's let's talk about the, the film, my thoughts on the film. I'd just like to interject briefly yeah. that yeah. Catherine Cookson films have, a, or books rather, have a very nasty habit of something really unpleasant happening. Yeah. I, so I mean, there's arguably still a bit of Catherine Cookson oh, right. going on. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I only know like, no, uh, always you know, like the, really the unpleasant. Ashfield Path and that when my sister and mum used to watch stuff, you know. So oh, it's not yeah. really, it's not really my bad. bag. But bad. the film, I mean, the, the actual scenery in the film was shot absolutely, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautifully shot. It reminds me a bit of um, Malik films, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With the... With the but it's, it's very much coastal. Focusing on nature loads. Rock formations and the old waves coming in and what oh. have you and things like that. Um, for a film, oh, but the acting, right? I mean, and, and I'm big on this. I'm big, it's like I was saying about Cruz can't act to save his life. 
Yeah. You've got the stars, because I've always believed this, that you've got stars and you've got actors. Yeah, yeah. You've got people that are stars that play themselves, John Wayne, whatever, Burt Lancaster, same yeah, character, yeah. just playing for the film. And then you've got act, people who can act. In this, every single one of the actors was absolutely brilliant. I actually believed them totally. There was no, like, um, shall we say, I didn't think, oh, I can't believe you. You know, I can't believe you wouldn't do that. The things no, that Tom went Cruise on. Yes, yes, yes. Things that went on, quite harrowing, some of them, but believable. What they tried to do to cover it up, what they tried to do to this things, the yeah. people that you think, oh, well, you know, why is he doing that? that? And the little sort of twists and turns. And because I mean, there's, there's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, Red herrings, if you will. So it's 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 that sort of film. Is that the beeper? That is the beeper. Okay. So yes, uh, surprisingly enough, I enjoyed this movie quite a lot. I, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was beautifully shot. It convinced me. Yes, it's got some harrowing moments. Um, so I would give this a four star as well. So that's the two surprises, two films that I wouldn't have gone and seen necessarily. And I probably wouldn't have even given them the time of day if they'd have been on a streaming platform or TV. I really enjoyed. And that's cinema. And I'm glad I saw, and I'm glad I watched them at the cinema as well, because probably with like Benediction, I probably would have been a bit in and out. If I'd seen it at home, do you know what I mean? But there I could pick up everything. So, yeah, so that's another four star. So, so it sounds like, well, you had yourself a good week. I had a good week. Yes, good week. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, I missed the number of stars. How many stars did you give it? Four. Four stars. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I like this. After a couple of weeks, cinema is coming out punching and not with the films you think it would. It's like, look at that. You see, <laughs> you see Maverick, the smaller films are coming up and saving your bacon. Yes. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So that is four stars for The Road Dance, which is, my word, it's not even showing in Birmingham. This film is beating. Wow. It's not even showing in Birmingham. The closest place to me that I can find to watch it is 13 miles away in Dudley. But, um, Anyway, that oh, leaving that to the side. We now go to our final film of the, and this is not short. that many places near me either. I should add. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a film that seems like it's almost being ignored. Let's see. So Sean, Sean is not just our film correspondent. Sean's Sean's decided. You know what? I'm gonna get a little bit of that Netflix love as well. He's like he's like, oh, why should I? Why should I only watch? Why should I only watch things in cinemas? I'm gonna go home and watch stuff in Netflix. So Sean, you saw the boys diabolical. Diabolical. Yes, um, indeed. You saw so, the boys diabolical on Amazon Prime. Tell us Amazon about this. Amazon Prime, yes, Amazon Prime. So I've, I've been watching a lot of, on Amazon Prime because I got it free for again. I got another free free month, so I thought, oh, let's use it. Let's, hence, I rewatched a lot of, like I said to you, I rewatched a lot of me, me other stuff that's on there, which is like, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, anyway, the boys. I love the boys series, and yeah. this is a, a series of um, eight animated. Uh, related related to the boys. Well, most yeah. of them are related to the boys. All set, about the set in the world of the boys. Yeah, set in the world of the boys. So, so four is like this company that makes drugs, which makes soups, which makes superheroes. So, yeah. So you've got this series of eight, eight uh, animated. Some are, some are done manga. Well, a lot of them are done manga style. One of them is done. The first one, Baby's Day Out. Is actually yeah. done like a like a Warner Brothers thing. Yeah? It's, it's done like it's done like a Warner Brothers Tex Avery type of cartoon. <laughs> yes, right? it is. So that's the first one. You know, it's like a, it's like it's like a comedy comedy of errors. But with yeah. if you've ever seen the boys, the TV series, which is people fighting against superheroes in very graphic detail, <laughs> it has like imagine if you had like a Bugs Bunny cartoon with graphic detail. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. very, very, very incredibly graphic. I must say, this series is really Adult themes. A visceral yes. and yeah, visceral and, and you know, I mean, literally, like you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff flies everywhere, which is from the enemy or with most of them. There's one that's, that's a bit silly. Anyway, so yeah, so you know, people get their heads sort of sliced in half. Their heads get sliced in half. So um, now this was a series, and there was there was. A, most of the episodes were good. Some of them are actually related to the boys' TV series, so you've actually got uh, Homelander in there, you know. Which and and they were they were quite good. It was quite related. Some of the others not quite so much. Mm -hmm. this, this varied. The, the the episodes varied with the eight. Um, and I actually give I gave each one a, a separate rate and then averaged it up. So yep. um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree that the the the, the, the because I've seen this. I've seen. Oh, you watched it. I've seen. I've seen Diabolical, and and it's, you're right. The episodes do vary. It is a bit similar to um, another show which is coming back for a third season. Sean, Love, Death, Love, and Robots. Death and Robots. Yes. Yeah, Love. It's, it's a bit similar to Love, Death, and Robots that we both saw and liked on Netflix. In that you have like these small, and they had like loads of people who came to write all these different things and to play around in the world of the boys. And one of the episodes looks is essentially the same drawings as they had in the comics. So you know the boys was originally set, and there's one of the episodes that's set with that it has the same drawings as they did in the comics. Which yes. and and I was like, oh, I love that one. I really really like that episode. That's yeah. yeah, but it's a... there was there was one which was the work was the Aquafina one. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the one about was, the one that... essentially there there is there is one of these episodes that centers heavily around poo. Yeah, I mean, not necessary for me that one. I, I, I didn't enjoy that. It was done in the really that one was done in like the, should we say the Sailor Moon type anime? You know, the nice. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, done, yeah. That was done in the, the children's anime sort of thing, not like in the manga where it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Where lots of so that was so it was quite good with the different different types of animation, but that that put it straight downhill, you know. And um, there was so there were, I'd say, one, two, three. Four episodes which I liked. There were three episodes which I thought were okay, and there was one which was poo, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, how many stars? How many stars did you give it over, overall? Okay, well, when you, when you came you... out at an average, I averaged it all out the stars again. It came out at three point seven five. So I don't know whether <laughs> you want to call that. I don't know whether you want to call that a three or a four. It's nearer uh, to four, isn't it? It, it is. It, it is nearer to four. It, it is nearer to four. So, oh, I'd like I'd like to do one time. I think we did with the Love, Death, and Robots. We did the individual episodes. Maybe we did. We, get we did the individual time, episodes. We do each individual. Unfo unfortunately, we are running out of time right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got no time. I know. Yeah, we've got no time. time. But maybe next week we could have a bit where we go through the Boys Diabolical episode by episode and give each one of them its individual rating. So, Boys Diabolical, I'm going to go. Uh, we're going to put 3.75 comes out. Right, so with that, um, but yeah, because Sean, you haven't read the comics, right? You haven't read the original comics. No, I haven't read the original comics. All right, well, because the the episode where they have the drawings as they looked like in the comics, where they have yeah. Simon Pegg voicing the character of Huey, Huey, yeah. who, and Huey's original look was inspired by Simon Pegg in Spaced. Right. So when you read the when you read the comics, you're like that's Simon Pegg, and they had Jason Isaacs voicing Billy Butcher. They had Jason, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and I think they. <laughs> I think because it's animated, there's some of these that could get closer to the spirit of the comics yes. than the TV show can. Yes. That, and, and like exactly how they do things and how they go around drugging superheroes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, but anyway, so all that's left to say is how, who do you think has won this week? Netflix or cinema? Uh, 
It's an interesting one. I, I think, oh, I don't know. I could, I don't know. This, this is probably the toughest call we've had. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work it I, out in my head. And yeah, no, I think I, this is one of the toughest ones we've had ever. I, I think that if, one way or the other. I think if yeah. I didn't, if I didn't have the numbers in a spreadsheet being calculated in front of me, I think I would struggle this week. I think I'll yeah. just go like that was run about the same. I'm going to yeah. say that because uh, our, our average of top run wouldn't have been so good. So I'm going to say maybe. Mm, it depends. What did you give? What did you give uh, the, the diabolical? What did you give diabolical? Oh no, I, I didn't give it anything. It's your review. All it's right. your review that I just crashed. So what do we want to say with three point seven five? Because that can make the difference. So we're going to call it three and a half. We're going to call it four. I put it in as three point seven five. It's a spreadsheet. Three point seven five. Okay, that's good. So I reckon <laughs> it's a spreadsheet. You can handle it. I, I reckon it'll be. Oh, I don't know. Netflix. I think mm, possibly might flex it with Dairy Girl Big Five, but for Dairy Girls. Yeah. And you know, Top Gun. What? So, 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 Holly, are you are you agreeing? I think, yeah. And you would both be right. Netflix mm. and Friends takes it. And before we get kicked off our Zoom call, we just have enough time to say thank you for joining us this week. It is a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. 